members of the PHFFL, Commissioner Conlon here coming at you from Tuck's Pub. Uh, it's week 14 of the NFL season, week 14 of the PHFFL season. That can only mean one thing. Standings weeks is in the books, and it's the first round of the playoffs, folks, so I'm jacked up about it. I'm pumped up about it. That's not the only thing I'm pumped up about. I'm also pumped that we have a guest co-host here with me tonight, making his first appearance on the Race to 3 podcast. Just spot a Chadillac, CT, Chad Thompson himself, owner and GM and Jerry's Kids. Chad, how we doing? I'm doing great. I am more than thrilled to finally be on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Hey, and I, I'm thrilled to have you, maybe more than any guest I've had yet for Several reasons, and we'll highlight those right away. Before we highlight those, what I will say <laughs> is Pigskin Power. I mean, we'll get into it later, but Pigskin Power came out on top of Gridiron Gorillas. So to that, I'm going to crack cold one. Oh, yeah, there's a cold one cracked over there, CT. I love it. I got the old bush light over here. It looks like you got bush light as well. Yes, I did. I bought the tall boys, and I, I when I bought them, I didn't even realize that they were, in fact, tall boys. So it was like the greatest surprise ever. Wow. <laughs> you got that much more. <laughs> a surprise four ounces. You got to like that. You know, these taste pretty good now. At least they taste good to me. But I have a feeling they're going to taste a hell of a lot better this upcoming May slash June when they're bought and paid for by the Gridiron Gorillas. Any thoughts on that, Chad? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I'd have to agree. Free beer is my favorite. For free beer. Getting their hard-earned money to buy our beer. Hell, Gridiron Gorillas, they probably don't even have hard-earned money. They just probably take handouts. Oh, this is great. So, Chadillac, like I uh, like I say, I'm glad to have you here. Um, I, I know I've given the story before, but I don't know. I'll, I'll just recap it. So, you are actually the co-founder of this league with me. So, I'm trying to think back to when it was or what year it was, but it's been many, many years now. We might have been in, what, middle school or something like that when, when we got the idea to start off the PHFFL. Gosh, um, yeah. Uh, really early on in middle school, I'd say too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for, for sure. I'd have to, I'd have to brush off the history books to, uh, figure it out. But I, I remember you and I, even my fantasy career started with you. So I think we co-owned a team, had the awesome first round pick of Ricky Williams the year he decided to retire and go smoke dope instead. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so that was uh that was the start of our fantasy career and then maybe a year or two after that both of us we were we were pretty hooked you, you've always been a big cowboys fan i've been a buccaneers fan we were hooked on that stuff too um we had a league where where the commissioner he kind of ran it with an iron fist he, he was making rule changes after the fact after the draft and that inspired and brought this chaos and here we are now however many years later we got podcast for it now, Chad. It's, it's the big time. We've taken it, taken it to the next level. We've made it. This is it, man. I mean, legendary and legendary. You know, you've provided the consistency that you know every uh, team owner dreams of. Uh, you know, being able to provide us all with uh, the the great entertainment uh, every year and uh, and consistent updates. 
Hey, you're 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 gonna make me blush. I always point pointing <laughs> to the owners, but so that's one thing I'm excited about. We got one of the co-founders here with me, original member of the league, as well as race three podcast going big time. We have an official member of the actual media with the race of three podcast here. So, I mean, Chad, with that, no one, I mean, you, 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 you work, you produce the messenger. Um, uh, what, what, what's that categorized as a mid to large size paper, paper company, newspaper company, small, um, mid, mid to large. Yeah. I mean, we are one of the few uh, daily newspapers left in Iowa right now. It's uh, it's certainly uh, a challenging time. Um, for us um, in this industry, but we continue to uh, put one foot in front of the other. And uh, we, we still feel like local journalism matters. Uh, so we just uh, continue on and whatever that uh, uh, looks like, you know, it's, it's always changing, but uh, certainly it's a fun, it's a fun career as long as you can do it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, 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 that's good. That's exciting. Uh, Excited to have you here. I got to ask then, have you had any previous podcasting experience? What's the podcast resume look like? This is number one, man. I've, yeah, <laughs> I, number I one. I'm used to just uh, being able to write my thoughts. And I would say that this is definitely um, a, just a totally different um, uh, arena. And, uh, but it, it's, I'm liking it so far. Yeah, well, I think you'll crush it. I think you're going to be made for this job. So, I mean, with that, I mean, I guess that, that that's enough for an intro. It's probably time to scoot on over to the Transaction Corner. So, uh, Transaction Corner again this week, Chadillac. It's going to be a little light. Uh, yeah, we are recording this on a Thursday. It is Thursday night. We can confirm that. We're on our regular schedule However, transactions did not process this Thursday because of a delay in the NFL schedule this past week with COVID. Um, obviously, there was a game that was played on Tuesday night because that the waiver wire will transact and run on Friday. So this is going to be a relatively light, um, very light, actually, transaction corner thing. But, you know, we'll, we'll open this up, see if there's any – any insights we can bring you guys from last time since last time we had went through this and we want to highlight uh, and really for the most part um, we'll, we'll just kick off with what what's happened on Monday. So old the Nate underdogs, uh, Nathan Pierce himself, he went out, he went and picked himself up. Mark Ingram uh, who had been cut previously by dirty van super punters. Uh, Mark, Mark Ingram at this time, in my viewpoint, yeah, it's name but I don't think at this time it's any more than a name. So he's caught up in a three-headed backfield. He's getting the least amount of touches in that backfield. Uh, hell against your Cowboys, Chad, on Tuesday night. Oh, I hate to hash old wounds, but J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. J.K. Dobbins plunging into that end zone to win pigskin power. The beer, by the way, but we'll get into that. Um, you know, But everyone else looked good. Mark Ingram, he, he really didn't do a whole lot. I mean, Chad, any thoughts? If I don't, if I recall, Mark Ingram, maybe you draft him as a rookie in this league, or I know he was on Jerry's kids for a long time back in the day. Any thoughts on Mark Ingram? He was a kid. Um, I don't have much to offer up on him at this time. You know, I think, like you said, uh, going off a little name recognition, um, but uh, certainly at one time was uh, – 
was a prized player to have on the roster. Yeah, absolutely. No more on the waiver wire, waiver wire fodder. Uh, the next one we got here, we got Hungry, Horny, and E, E, Henry. CT, I got to put you on the spot. How would you pronounce that team name or how how, how would you present that team name? Oh, man. <laughs> Hungry, Horny, and he, he, Henry. <laughs> All right. Another slight different variation. We'll have to get Quinn's feedback on how he thought that went. Um, for me, I, I'll give you, I'll give you a five out of five. You nailed it. That's great. Um, we won't spend any time on those transactions. Though. I just wanted to hear you pronounce the team name. We got a transaction of kickers. Uh, other than that, all we have here is we just have some ad drops. We just have drops. I'm sure will be adjacent to ads uh, tomorrow. So I mean, we won't waste any time in the air. And typically, we would, we would scoot right over into the mailbag. Um, the mailbag, Chad, it, it, it is it is empty. It is bone dry. There, there oh. is no questions. Yeah, oh, there are no questions to be answered. But that's okay because what we do have, I mean, we're in the first round of the playoffs. We just came off standings week. So I want to do instead is I want to open up the standings quick and just give everyone just a lay of the land at who made the playoffs. Who didn't? Then obviously we'll dive into the matchups that cause people to get in or out of these, and then we'll have a look ahead to week one. How's that sound to you, CT? Sounds great. All right, so I will go ahead. Bear with me here as I try to figure out how to even find the freaking playoff schedule or the playoff bracket. Here we go, playoff bracket. Open this up. Well, that happens. I'm going to whip my whistle. All right, that is good. All right, so th- this is what we ended up happening. This is who ended up getting in. Uh, the boys of fall, my squad, locked in the number one seed. We had that locked in for a couple couple weeks now. So I was really just playing and fighting for pigskin power free beer at this at this at that point in time for this week. Um, coming in and snagging the number two seed, another pigskin power, Malk Daddy's Lut Russ Cook. So he came in there, he got a big win. OBJYN lost, and so he was able to come in and snag that 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 second that second uh, overall seed that gets him a buy. Chad, I mean, you're no stranger. You have what two trophies in your name uh, in the Powerhouse Fantasy Football League? Can you express or talk to the importance of the buy in the Powerhouse Fantasy Football League? It's huge. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. It is. You're damn right. I mean, it. I mean, not having a chance to lose, you're already you're auto put into the semis j- just by getting the one or two seed. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely different than say, you know, real life. I mean, you you might get on a hot streak, um, you know, in the in in real uh, playoffs, but in this case, you know, you just want to you want that guaranteed spot. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, moving along, then finally we got our first gridiron gorillas. So they made every effort with the score they threw up this week to take that number two seed. They fell just shy, just short. We'll highlight it more. But Tomcats, Tommy B, congrats. You're the third seed. You made it in there. Um, From there, we're back to the pigskin power. 
a guy that I had dubbed as being in paper bag territory at the beginning of the year. Couldn't have been more wrong than this guy. He beat me twice. Uh, and because of that, he ended up at the four seed at eight and five. Sam Harvey's girlie's gone wild. They made it. Um, Chad, any thoughts of how that, that, yeah, well, I was right. Any thoughts of how that pick at the beginning of the year just has come back to haunt me and slap me in the face multiple times throughout the season? Well, I'd be lying if I, if I said it that I didn't like to see you have to eat your words, um, you know, because you've uh, definitely, uh, you know, mouthed off a little bit about the kids on this very same podcast. <laughs> Yeah. The season now and, i mean and a lot of times though you you've ended up right but um you know uh congrats to harv on that for uh coming through big this year yeah for sure harv threw me a middle finger this year <laughs> maybe chadillac and the kids can throw me a middle finger next year and prove me wrong um coming in then at the fifth seed the defending champ the champ he's back in it he has a chance to repeat defend his title the OBJYN, Ben Nielsen, is in it. So he's there at the five seed. And then rounding it out, disappointing to me. So I, on this last week on the show, a lot of it circulated around the huge matchup for that six seed, either going to Dirty Van Super Punters or sinners like me. Um, and again, we'll highlight it more later. End of the day, they both just lost this week and they just kind of backed their way in the playoffs. So we got a six and seven without losing record into the playoffs, into the sixth seed. Um, again, don't want to hash wounds, but does that seem familiar to the NFC East almost with a, with a six and seven team getting in the playoffs? What, what do you think about that? Jedelec? Oh yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's uh, you know, my word. Exactly. It is what it is. He had put up points all season long. He deserved to be in there. So I guess I'll pause there. These six, again, to highlight what's on the line, if you made the playoffs, you're, you're in the money. So you're at least about to break even. Uh, just, just to give it to the folks again, if you make it through, if you win the championship, not only are you playing for the trophy, playing for bragging rights, playing for another step up into the race of three, but you also get the $250 to come along with it. If you fall in second, you're down to 90 bucks. Third place takes home 80, 470. Fifth, you break even at 60. Sixth place, you're getting 50 bucks back. So you're all in the money, all going after it. Uh, for me, excited. We got three of the people that already have one championship underneath their belt in the second chapter of the Powerhouse Man's Football League. They're in it. They're going for title number two. And then half half the crew here does not have a title trying to get their first one and make it fresh. Chad, uh, does, I mean, does that just get your heart pumping when you think about the PHFL playoffs and trying to make it to the ultimate destiny of the championship? It's pumping out of my chest. I mean, the stakes could not be higher. Um, in fact, uh, anybody that has vacation time still for work should be using it right now to, uh, prepare how they can put together the very best lineup. Wow. There, there you go, folks. If you have some saved up PTO, you have to get through between now and the end of the year, go ahead and use it. Fixate on your lineup. Uh, the other six, uh, you guys, although out of it, Chad, you included 
there's a lot of importance in being in that loser's bracket and fighting through that. Uh, and that importance comes in trying to capture that first overall pick, most importantly. And then secondly, you don't want to end up at the bottom of that loser's bracket ladder, or otherwise you'll be donning that dreaded paper bag when the pigskin power shows down against the gridiron gorillas in the annual PHFFL Nerf Holler game in Kegger. Woo! Yeah, Chad, how you feeling about your odds of bringing home the first overall pick? So you slotted in at the ninth seed here. Let's just get some instant feedback before we get into anything else. Well, I I suppose I'd say I, I should feel pretty good if if uh, you know the results play out again like they did last week and uh, with Aaron Rodgers uh, out there for me, anything is possible. Hey, any anything is possible. There is no doubt about that. The squad blew up. We'll get into it when we do the rewind. So now, I mean. That's mailbag. Just a quick highlight of the six that made it. Six, congrats to the six that made it. You're in the money. The six that didn't keep grinding for that first overall pick. Uh, with that, it is time to get into the meat of tonight's show. And as always, Chadillac, the meat of the night show is brought to you by none other than TNT Barbecue. When you think of great, great barbecue, you think of TNT Barbecue. Chad, what do you think of the TNT barbecue baked beans? Mm. Boy, the best I've ever had. The best he's ever had, folks. The best he's ever had. That's right. Award-winning beans. This ain't no All Meat Matters barbecue. This ain't no RGQ barbecue. This is TNT barbecue. Our meat is dynamite. So we will go ahead and open up the platter here. When we open up the platter... I mean, it is. This has got to be. This got to be a brisket with what we're going to be bringing you tonight. So we're going to be doing a rewind, looking back at week thirteen, looking back at standings week, bringing you everything that happened, and then a look ahead to Wild Card Weekend, Week One of the Powerhouse Fans Full League season. All right, we are back. It's the rewind. We have transported back in time. CT Chadillac. We are back in week 13, standings week. At this point in time, man, tension was at an all-time high. Pigskin power, gridiron gorillas throwing down both both divisions. Extremely hopeful that they would bring home the free beer. So with that, the first matchup we'll get into here, this would have been the sixth seed. So the bottom dwellers in both of the respective divisions, we had a showdown here. Both did decent. We had a showdown here of Jake Myers, show me where you shit from, versus Alex Vitsum's wham, bam, fuck you, Cam. So Alex representing pigskin power, of course, and Jake representing the gridiron gorillas. Unfortunately for this one here, gridiron gorillas, they got out to a start here with a 1-0 start with Jake Meyer having a, Hell of an outing, throwing up 120 points to best Alex's team with 112. Um, Let's see here. Let's open this up, scroll down, and unpack what sprung him to those 120 points. So we got this line item right here, CT, where we've got uh, what they scored for the week. And to me, I mean, the first thing that comes out to me – 
and the biggest thing that comes out to me, the New England Patriots defense throwing up 31 points. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious is right. I mean, how how happy are you? How how lucky do you feel when your defense goes ahead? I mean, they they scored more points than anyone else on a team, more points than anyone on Wham Bam Fucky Scam's team. Man. Yeah, man, man, man is right. So a 45 to zero ass kicking of the Los Angeles Chargers. That's unfortunate. Uh, the Rook, his young quarterback, Tua, he had he had a good outing too, an all right outing, throwing up 21.1 points. And I guess I'll have to throw it out there. Michael Thomas finally came back and looked like Michael Thomas, throwing up 19 and a half points. On the flip side of this, uh, man, you know. Old old Vitz's squad, the guys, a couple of the guys just killed him. So Jared Goff, he had a good outing, threw up 30 points. Tyler Boyd, I know he had a long touchdown for 14. Not bad, not bad there. Chris Carson at 20. What sunk his ship were, were two of what should be his studs. Miles Sanders, halfback of the Eagles, only getting you three points there. Can't, can't like that. And then Terry McLaurin, scary Terry himself, only good for 3.4 points. Chad Leck. Any thoughts overall on this matchup or the two owners and the implications it had on the league? No, I'd just say that these are the two worst names in the whole league. Worst team wow. names. Wow. <laughs> you did not, don't like team names, huh? No, not a fan. Show me where you ship from and wham, bam, fuck you, Cam. Horrible. Horrible. All right. <laughs> that, 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 that is fair. Um you know, I like, I like, I hate Cam Newton. So I like the fact that Alex is saying, fuck you to Cam. So I'll give him a plus one on that. And then the, the show me where you ship from. I've always thought that was comedy gold. So I'll give him a, I'll give him a pass on the team names. I mean, maybe I'm just, you know, I'm just being too hard on him. I don't. <laughs> hey, different strokes for different folks, Chadillac. That is just fine. So now, so that was our sixth seed versus six seed matchup we had pigskin power down one now gridiron gorillas chad you look like you're getting pretty light there and then that beer i'm finished i'm gonna have to go grab another tall boy all right you go grab another tall boy i'll set this up all right while ct he's off screen he's walked he's going to the kitchen he's digging out another tall boy um the next matchup we had was the five seed versus the five seed and this happened to be there's another tall boy you got a full once you cold chad oh yeah oh, we oh there we go gotta wet that whistle i'll wet it with you Mm-mm. bush latte <sighs> bush latte you gotta like it tastes good on a thursday night you know chad somebody like, actually thought yeah. somebody actually thought <clears throat> that bush latte was different than Bush Light. You know, it was on the hand. They're like, I don't like the latte. <laughs> <laughs> thought, thought there was a different flavor profile to it? Yes. I forget who it was, but... Man. Well, that person, that, probably, that person probably felt like a jackass when it got explained to him that <laughs> it was the same beer just wrapped in a different can. Man. What do you do? Either that or he's got a very sophisticated palate. Maybe our palates are just... We just can't pick up the difference. Maybe. Well, Chadillac, I mean, really, this is your squad. So this is five seed first five. 
And boy, oh boy, Chad, did you represent pigskin power proudly. So you came up, you said, hey, I want some free beer this spring slash summer. I'm going to go up and I'm going to drop 141 points on hungry, horny, and he, he, Henry Quinpels' ass. Um, but let's get your, again, let's get your take of the team name one more time there, Chadillac. Oh, okay. Well, it might be different this time. Let me try a different variation. All right. Whatever you want to do. Hungry, horny, and he, he, Henry. <laughs> wow. Um, it, I, it was a different variation. I think you kind of combined your original variation of it with a little bit of Quinners getting that higher pitched on the he, he part. I think you kind of smashed <laughs> the two together. That's taking a risk, you know, I, going for the uh, high pitch, I mean. <laughs> well, sometimes you just got to stick your neck out there and see if it pays off. Uh, Chad, you know your team better than anybody. It went off this week. You know this matchup better than anybody. I'm just going to turn it over to you and just highlight. Tell me how you went ahead and tied up the series here or the standings week at 1-1 with the big W. Well, I, I do want to say that – the locker room speech was just just really uh, got into my players' head, and 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 it was also inspiration from from UTC, knowing the implications. And you know, even though this season wasn't exactly what I wanted, I still knew that this mattered. Okay, and so I'm happy. And the one thing about it is, too, that I've been wanting to say for a long time to ESPN is that Cole Beasley isn't that bad. You know, <laughs> I, I tell you, I benched his ass a couple weeks ago, and he scored, I don't know what it was, but plenty, plenty. Yeah, it um, must have been the week he threw up 27.9, and then he bested that this week for you with a 28. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I read the, you know, the little note next to the name and they're just like basically, well, he's he's not going to get any targets. Um so just bench him. So you know what? ESPN doesn't always know best. Thank you Cole Beasley yeah. for the monster performance, bud, because it was exactly what Jerry's kids was looking for. Yeah, I mean, you you are spot on here, Chad, and I might be wrong too. So I mean, you're looking at the position ranked number 18 wide receiver on the year. So you got a wide receiver two locked and loaded there, averaging 14.7 points a game, more than respectable. But somehow something that doesn't add up is that he's only rostered in 65% of the leagues out there. And that's an increase of 10% week over week. So he's only owned in half the leagues last year. Your wide receiver 18, completely unrespected. You just made me start change my tune. I mean, I, I think if anything, you owe Cole Beasley a beer. Absolutely. Uh, you know, cases, case on case will be just pull up the truck for Cole Beasley. <laughs> and, right. you know, I love it. Uh, I had to plug him in, you know, regardless, because, man, I tell you, the roster's just really thinned out. Uh, the, the, you know, my team just – it is where it is because – I don't. I just don't have the the depth. The players, these running backs, and Elliott's been a complete disaster. 
Um, so really, it's been a lost season for on a variety of, of reasons uh, for me. Uh, basically, uh, an embarrassment. Hey, hey, I don't know if I'd go that far to as an embarrassment. I'll say this. You do got some horses. A lot of them, though, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up. I think, I think people would be gunning for me. They'd be coming for my head as the podcast host if I did not bring up the topic. A lot of those horses, yes, you got Zeke. Yes, you got Mark Andrews. Are they having the year you probably hoped and anticipated? No. Uh, but where is your strongest stable of horses? It's in that quarterback room with Aaron Rodgers, with Lamar Jackson. Aaron Rodgers is good for 32 this week. Lamar, uh, what did he end up throwing up? He ended up throwing up 30. You got the promising rook, although hurt. Um, and Joe Burrow sitting on your bench as well. I mean, people want to know, and I'm sure you want to put it out there, as the squad tries to rebuild, as you fight for a first overall pick, as you build for the future, What's it going to take to get one of these quarterbacks from you? And what are you looking for? Here, here's your time. Here's your platform. Give the league a little insight to what it's going to take. Well, the question couldn't be more appropriate. And definitely I am looking to, I will field any offers. I know that in the past that uh, I've rejected most that have uh, come my way, but I think, uh, this has been a time for me to reflect and, and realize that if I want to get back uh, in, in the conversation, the playoff conversation, uh, that I need to uh, look at this roster realistically and understand that the way it's set up currently, I can continue to expect similar results. So the thing is, send me an offer. Let's talk because – I'm, I'm willing to shake things up. I think it's time. Um, so with that in mind, um, you know, let, let me know who it is that you, that you would want. I know uh, obviously Rogers is, uh, is aging, um, but we'll see. Hey, quarterbacks, la- quarterbacks last a long time though. So yeah. aging or not, there's still good years there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, he, I mean, he's been phenomenal this year. So, I mean, honestly, I think Tom, you know, I've, I've had, I'll, I'll say it right now, I've had some trade talks with Tom and I think uh, uh, the Packer, Mr. Packer himself, Tommy B. Surprise, surprise. Right, right. And, and you know that he would, he would love to have him. And, the thing is, is he really didn't I, – I think he undersold uh, what I was bringing to the table there with Rodgers. Now, now, granted, this was months ago, but um, I think maybe, Tom, if you could um, – if you could maybe reconsider, I think that we could maybe figure something out because I don't – I can't remember the specifics of the deal, but basically it was it was pretty sweet if I remember right. <laughs> oh, it might have just been too too sweet for one side or what we'll, we'll have to figure that out tommy i know you're out there listening i know you're probably probably in your work truck just listening to this you got chad he's playing he wants to give you aaron Rodgers. you guys need to work it out figure out a deal uh chadillac i love the analysis you gave i won't argue with any of it i'm getting a new cold one here myself Let's crack this bad boy open. Tell me what happened on Hungry Horny and He Henry side. The only thing I'll say, the namesake of his team, He He Henry, was only good for 5.9. You can't like that in standings week. Yeah. Yeah, he fell short for sure. 
Um, I mean, you can always count on uh, Deshaun Watson for, you know, just at least solid. Um, let's see. who. I mean, who is his real big disappointment? I mean, I don't I mean, I would have to say it was he, uh, Derrick Henry, this week for sure, 5.9. Not what you're hoping for. Chase Claypool and good for 5.8. A lot of that came on one catch. Tough times, rough yes. times. Yes, yes, Henry. Yeah, that was. Um, I guess I guess Henry's not laughing. He's not. He's no, not he he. No, he is certainly not. Um, love the breakdown. I appreciate it. This pushed. Thank you for winning this. This was a pivotal game for Pigskin Gridiron Gorilla matchup. Put us at one and one. Let's scoot along. And this was one that had playoff implications, believe it or not. So we're sitting here at what represented the four and four centers like me. They needed to get a dub here. They had to get a dub to get into the playoffs. Unfortunately, the Nate underdogs, a guy that I, again, another squad I was wrong on. He grinded. He's grinded all year. I had him ranked as the worst team in the league. He threw me a middle finger. I mean, he's up there. He finished at six and seven. You gotta. I mean, I'll, I'll drink to that. Congrats, Nate. Six and seven is solid with that squad. Ooh, I tell you what, Chad. Uh, these beers that came from my garage fridge. This time of year, when it gets cold at night, my beers they get a little, a little frosty on top. Mm. Almost turns into a little bush light slushy for the first few drinks. I don't hate that though. I like my beer mm-hmm. ice cold, so I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Back on to the topic. <laughs> Unfortunately, centers like me, unfortunately for his playoff chances, not unfortunate for Pigskin Power bringing home the beer. Nate Underdogs, Nathan Pierce representing Pigskin Power. He goes ahead, gets the W, 105.55. Not a great game. 105.55 to Dan's, centers like me, 97.85. And where I'm going to come to and what I'm going to highlight, I'll take it over to centers like me first. Justin Jefferson, he had a big outing. He had a good game, 27.3, a very promising rook there in Minnesota. Um, what's got to be unfortunate and what's got to bum Dan out is that his franchise quarterback, the rook, Justin Herbert, just almost lays an egg with 6.5 points um. in that game where the Chargers did lay an egg. Um, I had highlighted last week on the cast, I had a – I was a little worried about Justin Herbert going up against Bill Belichick in that defense, not to toot my own horn, not to pat my back too much. Unfortunately, those fears were realized by Dan. Um, And what really makes me sick to think about just putting perspective on how bad of a week he had Jalen hurts. Wasn't even didn't even start the game. He got put in, in the middle of the game. He doubles the output of Justin Herbert um, that's unfortunate. You hate seeing that, and that to me is a big catalyst of why centers like me loses. On the flip side, I'm always going to go to my boy, David Montgomery, Iowa State alum, has another good week for the Bears, throws up 27 points, and Deontay Johnson, a promising wide receiver there in Pittsburgh, throwing up 21. That was good to get you the dub, Nate Daddy. Congrats on that, Chad. Any parting words before we move on to the next matchup? Better luck next time, bud. Better luck next time, bud. That is right. And this gave the pigskin power a 2-1 advantage as we go into the next matchup. That also had big, big, big playoff implications. So, centers like me, what did he need to do? 
he had to win and he had to hope for Dirty Van Super Punters lost. One of those two things happened here. Dirty Van Super Punters, Nick Lauterbaugh, representing Gridiron Gorillas. Can't be too disappointed. Still made it in the playoffs, but loses to Russ Cook, Malk Daddy's pigskin power to the tune of 142 to 121. Uh, Malk Daddy squad coming out doing big, big things. Really centered around. I mean, just a, just a solid outing from everyone on his squad. Um, I guess I'd argue Russell Wilson, 19 points is not what you're hoping to get out of Russ Cook. Um, Mr. Unlimited. Did you, did you ever see that thing going with Mr. Unlimited earlier, Chadillac? The, the, the thing that went with Russell Wilson summer? Nope. All right. That doesn't hit home. That reference doesn't hit home. I'll send you a link. It'll hit home later. You, you'll probably find that comical. Um, overall, solid outing. Um, I, I talk about it every week, but Nick Chubb had a good game. Uh, since I got the Cowboy fan, Mari Cooper, he threw up 16.3, had a solid, has been solid this year. Any thoughts on Mari Cooper, Chadillac? Well, you know, he's a, he's a Ferrari, man. Uh, they just uh, need, need to get someone that can take advantage of his skills a little bit more. But, you know, yeah, he's going to provide some consistency regardless. So, yeah, yeah nice to see. All right, I love it. And then on the flip side, Dirty Fan Super Punters, um, Josh Allen. I know Malk Daddy, he, he told me he got a little nervous when Josh Allen was putting on that show on Monday night in San Fran. He was good for 41.85. What I want to highlight, what could have been a big, big difference maker in this game and another game we'll touch earlier, Tyreek Hill and the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know if you saw the highlights, Chad, or if you saw the game itself. Uh, Tyreek Hill had a touchdown catch where he didn't even know he caught it. So, I mean, it was probably a 40, 50 yard bomb. Uh, it looked like it had hit the ground. He had actually yeah. caught it clean. The chiefs, for whatever reason, rushed their punt squad out there, punted it away right away before they even had a chance to challenge it or even thought about challenging it. Uh, that's an 11 point play off the board. And there's another long touchdown later in the game. Tyreek Hill runs free, runs wild, does a backflip in the end zone. Uh, holding that negates another one so just just yeah tough times just small small things away end of the day both these teams are representing the playoffs and really all this comes down to for us is the fact that pigskin power brought home another w and this victory helped get mount daddy into the number two seeds at this point in time it's looking like a route we have a three one advantage over the gridiron gorillas. Jadalek, as a owner and GM in the pigskin power, how are you feeling on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, knowing, hey, pigskin power, we're looking good, we're fighting good. What's the mindset? What's the psyche? It's woo, woo, woo. You know, I got that Ric Flair wow. thing going on. Filing. A little Ric Flair. Whole filing, baby. And I tell you what, Malk Daddy, I mean, he's a, he's a guy, you know, he's just – He's close to my heart, and I tell you, I, I really root for his success uh, at this time, and I, I just I like how he's he's built his roster, and I knew that when it counted that he would come through for us, and that's exactly what happened. Amen to that. Amen to that. On to the next matchup where, unfortunately, the pigskin power can't sing quite the tune and put us into a little bit of a pressure spot. So the Tomcats 
Um, you had talked extensively, gave us some behind the scenes on some trade talks that you had with the Tomcats earlier this season. Uh, that was good to pull up the curtain and see that the Tomcats have a huge, huge outing here. He was fighting for that number two seed. Um, ultimately, I think he <laughs> fell maybe 20 some points short. He had to outscore Malk Dave another 20. So, if Malk Dave doesn't throw up 142, who knows what happens? The Tomcats give their best effort. 178 to unfortunately girlie's gone wild sam harvey the guy that's throwing me the middle finger the guy that chadillac ct chad thompson has been cheering for because you know he also feels jaded he also feels slighted by the race of three podcast host uh he has unfortunately a stinker of the week when pigskin power division needs him the most and he needed it the most i mean he wins this he's your number two seed outright with nine wins unfortunately that does not play out here um, big, big, big score from the Tomcats. Yeah, that ain't right. Derek Carr. Man, that ain't right. That ain't right. Um, the Tomcats, they had some big, big scores. Derek Carr throwing up 41 points. Devontae Adams throwing up 34. Logan Thomas, he puts a tight end in there. Fills in Logan Thomas, gets 24 points out of him. Robert Woods at 18. Shit, even as Miami special teams there between the kicker and the Dolphins, that's another 30. Jadalak, thoughts of that just on flot or any of those players? And Christmas came early for, for Tomcats. <clears throat> Should really be thankful that Derek Carr did that. I mean, what <clears throat> I mean, what in the world? I mean, that guy, the, what was it? it? It was last week or the week before, basically, it was just total garbage. Yeah, against against the Falcons, the zip, zip, right. nothing. I mean, so that is just night and day. Um, difference. Yeah. You know, thank your lucky stars. Um, uh, congratulations on that, Tom. I mean, damn, I mean, maybe, maybe you don't need, uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe Derek Carr's got something there. I think Aaron Rodgers would look good at the top of the roster. there, the Tomcats, um, on the flip side of that are the tunes, not as jolly, the tunes, not as good. Ryan Tannehill had himself hell of an outing with 37 points. Um, DK had a DK had a decent a decent one at 13 points. Uh, not what you expect out of DK Metcalf though. That's a letdown at the end of the day. And from there, your team kind of busted. So I know Antonio Gibson went out with an injury. Can't speak to these other guys. Chadlack. Yeah, I mean, what do you, do you feel here for Gorilla's Gone Wild falling flat on his face? On standing week, I do, I do, because at one point or another, you know, we've always we've we've been there. Um, uh, but yeah, I think he needs to give a better locker room talk to his guys next time because that was just bad. Yeah, a hundred hundred percent unfortunate, and then this one really set the stage for. The final game we'll discuss. Right now, we're sitting at a 3-2 advantage. Pigskin Power versus Gridiron Gorillas. And things got very, very interesting all the way up through into. All right. And before we get into this last matchup, one, let's come up for some air. Let's come up for a breath. Let's wet the whistle here quick. Chadillac coming up for breath. Oh, there's another cold one. crack. Oh, that's a good crack too there, Chadillac. Nice. Do you remember the old TCCT beer pong days? Oh, yeah. 
a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably best that way. Cadillac, probably best. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I remember that now. Yep. Yeah. Was that in my shop? Yeah, it sure was. That's where it would be at back in back in your guys' shop there. Good times there. Um, yeah, let's come up for Brad. I mean, I, I, I was. We're, we're, I don't know, maybe three quarters way through your your first podcast. How's it going? How are you feeling? It's been great. I think it's kind of exceeded expectations, you know. I I might be a little bit biased, but I mean. Ratings will be sky high. (laughs) Any chance we can get a link put on the front page of the Messenger. Maybe what's the most popular one, Sunday? Yeah, yeah, it's our weekend edition. Um (laughs) I you know uh, front page of the sports get get us something. I think definitely, um, you know, sports for sure. I could I could slide it in there, maybe get us in a brief. Uh, you know. <laughs> Sneak us in there somehow, Chadillac. Yeah, let's get this viewership, Scott. All right. So with that, set the stage. So this final matchup, uh, ultimately. So where were we at at this point in time? It was three two. Picks in power advantage to the OBJYN. Um, what it came down to with that huge, huge score that Tom Getz threw up. Essentially, if we came lockstep, if we went 3-3, I had stated we would sum up the scores. The highest division, had the highest total score, would take the free beer. Um, that huge, huge score that Tom Getz put up, what that did, that put that in the driver's seat of the Gridiron Gorilla. So all they needed to do was to get this matchup down to a 3-3 matchup, and they would be the ones taking home and drinking the free beer. For a little extra added plot on this, the OBJYN, with the Girlies Gone Wild going down with the points that they had put up year-to-date, a W for them would have catapulted them into that ever, ever important first-round buy, that, that second seed, which, I mean, we had talked on a little bit earlier. So this is what we had set here. Um, at the end of the day... What happens is my, my squad representing the pigskin power. I love my pigskin power. You know, Chad, we always get, we always have a rough time every summer. You know, we have yet to win one of those games. And then for whatever reason, when we go back to the old Casa and play some beer drinking games, Coob, uh, beer darts, whatever game it may be, it seems like we continue to get our shit rocked in those. I don't know if you've noticed that through the years, Chad, or if you got any commentary around that. Oh, yeah, I've noticed that trend. I'm so glad you brought it up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I should not have brought that up. That's just Pat and Gridiron on the back. But, I mean, yeah, you know, credit where credit's due. Um, And they're all, you know, they're definitely, there's still class acts about it. And we we enjoy the competition, you know, regardless. Um, You know, we would like to win something. Uh, (laughs) And, well, you know, I have faith that one of these years uh, we will come through, especially um, as we continue to kind of take care of our bodies um, when we're not um, uh, throwing down not cracking cold ones. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we were talking earlier, man, you know, flexibility is youth. Yeah. We're just going to stay limber and, uh, Especially, well, with Coob or, you know, whatever, we'll come, we will, we'll come through. We'll come through somehow on that, uh, whatever it takes. 
All right. Uh, this is what I'll say. You said you would like to win something. I think I oh, will get into it. We'll get into it. I'll hold that. So, well, that you would like to win something. And you know what? We did. And this is where the tide starts turning in pigskin power's yeah. favor. Yeah. So the boys of fall representing pigskin power, they come out on top 157.45 to barely squeak by the OBJYN playing for the second seed, playing for all the free beer. He sets at 155 points, giving the pigskin power a 4-2 advantage. And in my eyes, what I think probably sets off a trend of pigskin power greatness for the next four, five, six, seven years. And actually, yeah, I mean, and I think it's only fair to you that I flip the script a little bit and say, hey, you know, how do you feel about that? Because uh, squeaking by with a tight win like that is just one of the best feelings you can have in fantasy. And so – can you tell tell the audience really what that means to you uh, and what your emotions were uh, squeaking out that win? Yeah, I'll tell you exactly what my emotions were, Chad. So I went into the night knowing one of two things. I know if J.K. Dobbins, you know, to begin with, I had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He was originally slotted in my flex there. Um, seeing what the score was and knowing that Clyde – wasn't so healthy or whatever. I decided I thought maybe I could have a higher floor if I put J.K. Dobbins in there. And really it was just sitting there hoping that anything that Pat Mahomes does, all that goes to Travis Kelsey. Well, that hope was realized. So game started. One, Clyde's not on the field. Clyde's not on the field. Clyde's not on the field. Turns out they didn't play him at all. He put a goose egg. So I saved myself a goose egg there in the flex. Pat Mahomes, and again, I'd spoken to this with Tyreek Hill, those two plays stand, if even one of those plays stands, if they challenge that play, they get that touchdown from Tyree Kill. I mean, Chadillac, two points. I ain't no uh, <laughs> rocket science, but I know that a touchdown's worth more than the two points. That flips in his favor. Luckily, the one touchdown pass, and I think Pat Mahomes only threw one. Let me click on that. I know he was north of 300 yards. That's how he got to his 24 points. Um, yeah, he only threw one touchdown. My luck and my joy was that one touchdown fell into the hands of Travis Kelsey. So Travis Kelsey was able to best Pat Mahomes setting the stage going into Tuesday night football where Tuesday night football, that's rare. That's weird. Not to mention I was already shook earlier in the day, this Darren Waller line item we have here for 45 points. When Darren Waller here went off for 45 points on that tight end line item, Let's look at this. 13 catches, 200 yards, and two tutties, 45 points. I was thinking, well, shit. That, those were my first thoughts. But we we, we got up. We persevered. Um, so what did it come down to? It came down to J.K. Dobbins, the rook, playing in a backfield. That has a lot of mouths to feed against your Cowboys, unfortunately, Chadillac, needing to go up 11 points. He was good for 13. Um, I don't know if anyone saw that. Essentially, at the end of the game, right around north of two minutes, I think this was actually maybe sub the two-minute warning at this point in time, the Ravens were just trying to salt this game away um, down maybe at the eight-yard line. They hand the ball to Dobbins. He goes to the right. He sees a lane to the left, bounces off a few people, dies, falls into the end zone, brings home the W for the pigskin power. And at that point in time, Chadillac, I was elated. I had it going. I was pumped up. Immediately sent the gif out there of JK scoring a touchdown. 
immediately thought, well, I just won free beer for my pigskin power brethren. Made sure I sent a nice bush light thing out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Ben, he was frustrated. I think we had a quote unquote, fuck that shit or fuck this shit. Put, put in the thread. Oh, I mean, so yeah, tensions, tensions were high, um, but I would be remiss. So you would think that is what won it for, for the crew, but I'd be remiss and I'll always take it back to this man. And I have an apology to air out wide to our APAC audience, to our Asia Pacific audience. Chadillac, this name here, how, how, how would you pr- pronounce this name right right here? I don't know how well you oh, can see it. Goodness. Um, uh, yeah, how, how would you pronounce that? I mean, you got to go Young Ho Ku. I mean. Yeah, Young Ho Ku, correct. And that is what I've been saying, I don't know, for mm-hmm. since, the, since I had him on my team. Mm-hmm. I've said Young Ho Ku. I was watching some uh, Falcons. They must have popped up on my red zone or something. It turns out my, my, my this guy, you know, he's bringing it home for me. I've been pronouncing his name all wrong this whole year. So the way you actually pronounce it, it I kept hearing the announcer. I just thought this announcer's a dumbass. That's not how you say young ho. Um, <laughs> I, had to, I had to fact check him. I had to go on Google. I had to type in the pronunciation for how I would say young ho. It turns out you pronounce this Young Wei Ku. Young so his Wei. name. There we go. His name. Yeah, his name is Young Wei Ku. I will get his name down right. I will show respect. I will give a tip of the hat mm-hmm. to Young Wei Ku, and he is the reason <laughs> Pigskin Power is getting free beer. Goes up four two and brings that is home not jet lag. That is nice. And honestly, you know, I guess maybe you know, yeah, we, you know, we should be a little embarrassed. And now that you say it, it makes sense. It does make sense that it would be Young Wei. I, I, not to me. It, it sounds better. It sounds much better than Young Ho. Yes, I'll give you that. <laughs> From a politically correct standpoint, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, and you just never know. I mean, yeah, you know, we definitely were not uh, purposefully trying to be, uh, what do you want to say? Uh, <laughs> Uh, we just, uh, yeah, we yeah, just I don't wrong. know. We weren't poking fun. We just wrong. Yeah, just wrong. We were just being Americans, pronouncing how Americans pronounce. Really American. So it mm-hmm. is. It is what it is. So to all you followers out there of Young Way, Young Way Ku Ku, <laughs> I got his name. We got locked in for the rest of the season. For the rest of eternity. Pigskin Power, congratulations. Four and two. We got free beer coming. Let's go ahead and give a round of applause to ourselves, Shadalak. We did it. We did it. Let's yes. Go. Yes. I love it. In All fact. Right. I lo- <laughs> well, yeah, in fact, I'm, virtual chairs. I'm, Let's tap these. Yep. And I'm taking a kind of a big chug here, and I almost wonder if it could be heard, you know, like if it, yeah. Yeah, this – I, I I I could hear it. I could hear it. That was a, kind of like that was a gulp of beer. Big gulp. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Big gulps, eh? All right. So that's it. That wraps up standings week. That's how Pigskin Power brought home the bacon. Congratulations to all you Pigskin Power brethren. Those of you that didn't get the W, that's all right. Show up this spring, this summer, and we will get the W. This year in the game, no doubt in my mind. So let's go ahead. That's enough of that. Let's take a look ahead into the playoffs, and we will start down 
in the losers bracket is where we'll start Chadillac. Um, open it up here. I will scroll down and would you would you believe it or not? It's pretty entertaining. Uh, the constellation ladder is an exact mirror image of last week's standings week. So everyone is playing everyone again, if I'm not mistaken. So we have Wham Bam, Fuck You Cam, Alex playing Jake, Chad playing Quinn again, and Dan playing Nate again. Pretty wild. Pretty wild that that happened. Um, this is what we're going to say. This is, uh, this is the loser's bracket. I don't know how much time we're going to spend on this. We will spend no time on the Nate underdogs or sinners like me. Why? Because the way the ladder system works, essentially that is a buy for those guys. So whether they win or lose this week, it doesn't really matter. They just have to win the next two after this week to bring home that first overall pick. So the only ones we're going to speak to are the two bottom games because mm-hmm. the loss this week, it takes them completely out of the running to get the first overall pick, Chadillac. And a loss this week brings you one step closer to that dreaded, dreaded paper bag. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with Wham Bam, Fuck You Cam, for show me where you ship from. I personally like the team names. CT personally does not. We have a projected total right now of show me where you ship from sitting at the projected winner, a three-point favorite, 121 points to 118 um, I'll open up the box score here, Chad. I'll give us a little bit more to look at. So right now we're sitting at the 11 and 12 seed. Um, good things about sitting in the 11 and 12 seed. Ultimately what that means is the lowest these guys can be drafting this spring summer is the 11th or 10th pick. So that's the, or excuse me, the second or third pick. Then obviously with the upside of the number one pick, if they can manage to win the toilet bowl, um, you see this previous matchups. These guys have played each other twice. Show me where you ship from. It's beaten Wham Bam Fuck You Cam twice. Uh, so this is our third matchup against each other. That's going to be the case for the entire loser bracket this week. Again, we have a three-point favorite. Show me where you ship from. Not not asking for much here, Chad. Just a quick brief. Who do you think is going to win? Um, and if you want to throw in a Y, go ahead and throw in a Y. All righty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know it's a tight, tough match. Yeah, it really is. I mean, this is this this is nuts close. I know there's a lot on the screen, lots to consume, lots to bring in. Uh, if you want, I can go ahead and give my thoughts first. Right. Well, um, let's go with wham, bam, fuck you, Cam, because I, you know, I think that uh, things could be different this time around. Yeah, and you know what? That's all the analysis I'm going to bring this game to. I'm also going wham, bam, fuck you, Cam, only because I do not see how do you lose to one of the bottom-seeded teams three times. I don't think you do. He gets a W here, makes Jake sweat it out a little bit more. So Jake's donned the paper bag again. Um, Not to also mention i rather have Jake wearing the paper bag, who is our opponent. Um, he, He kills our team versus Alex. Someone we need, not we need them to have full vision. We need them to be able to breathe and not have a paper bag on his head. Because of that, I'm going wham, bam, yeah, can, gets the W. That'd be great. And, you know, that reminds me of something, too, actually. Uh, Jake, if I remember right, this la- this past year, he, he suffered an injury while we were, while we were, right? Yeah. Um, 
And of course, yeah, and um, twisted his ankle a little bit or something like that. Yep. And, um, <laughs> and we called it. We called the whole matchup. The whole matchup ended. It halted to an end. Right when, right when pigskin power was firing on all cylinders. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? <laughs> and I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at that injury because that's not funny. We always, you know, we protect our brothers. <laughs> But <laughs> right, slightly funny now though. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he was very quick. Well, but you know, if he's wearing that paper bag, boy, I tell you, <laughs> I work. Yeah, things will be different. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah if you you roll an ankle without a paper bag, what, what are you gonna do with a paper bag? Could get ugly. Exactly. So that's what we'll hope for is that. <laughs> He's wearing it. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I, I, I won't argue. Yeah, I won't. I won't hope for the injury, obviously. But I'll hope he's got the paper bag on his head. Um, we'll move on to the next matchup. And Chadillac, this is your matchup again. Uh, Jerry's kids going up against hungry, horny, and hey, hey, Henry. You got third variation. You can break out for us. Woo! Okay, yeah, I think so. <clears throat> Hungry, horny, and he, he, Henry. Is that the Stone Cold Steve Austin version of it? That is. I had to get that in there. You know there's fans of it. Uh, yeah, that was pretty That was pretty good. All you were missing is smashing a couple beers and chugging them right after the fact. So, um, Chad, same story as the last one. You've beat Hungry and Horny, he, he, Henry both times. You faced off against them. Unfortunately, this time you're projected as quite the dog. So right now you're projected to lose by 14. Looks like rosters are relatively set. Any thoughts quickly, CT, on a win for you puts you in the driver's seat to compete for that first overall pick, a loss, and all of a sudden you're sweating about having to wear the paper bag. Thoughts of what's going to happen this weekend in this matchup? Well, repeat of last week, mind right, you. Right, right. Don't see a lot of green check marks there for me, which um, hurts. <laughs> Um, but, um, you know, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I'm going to take a look here. You know, if I could even get some live fantasy advice, I don't know, would that be unethical? But I, I, you know, just to see if we could do, if I could plug some other guys in there that would be any, any different, but that's been the problem all year is like, who, who do you even exchange the guys you know with yeah no i uh i love that we'll do a live mailbag right here um this is what i'll say i mean i think i think you're right like i don't think you're definitely not benching aaron Rodgers against detroit especially what he's being what he's been doing this season he's got to remain right where he is i mean obviously you can always consider it with lamar not the right move there you got to keep aaron Rodgers in that slot Whether it pays off or not, I don't know, but that's the move you got to make. Um, from there, I mean, Chad, I mean, you're right. The only other things you can maybe argue, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, Chad. I mean, I think your lineup is pretty well set where it's at. Mark Andrews is activated back off the COVID-19 reserve list. So you got him in your tight end spot. That's the right thing to do. Uh, no longer rolling that two at tight end flex with Brandon Ayuk, the rookie back rolling yeah, for the 49ers. I'm, I'm pleased with that pick right yeah. now. And 
Um, so yeah, we'll just have to see how it shakes out. But I mean, the thing is, if you look at it, well, shit. I mean, yeah, because because Henry's not gonna. What, what's Henry looking like here? Because I mean, he's not gonna. He's not gonna have another bad week. I wouldn't think. You know. Yeah, Derek Henry right now is projected for twenty point nine against oh, Jacksonville. Man. Yeah, um, that seems like he usually rolls through Jacksonville. Uh, yes, yeah, that one is going to be tough. So, yeah, I have a feeling that yeah, I'll probably be in the running, you know, and for that paper bag because. Wow, not feeling confident about this. Not anymore. And, you know, that's the thing, too, you know, running my mouth on this podcast and shit. I'll bet you, I will bet you right now it's probably going to happen. It's probably going to happen. First time ever, you know. But, boy, 2020 has been one of those years that uh, unexpected things uh, happen, have happened, to say the least. And uh, I'm not happy about it. But what do you do, you know? What what do you do? There's not a whole lot you can do. You're right. A lot of green check marks on Hungry Horning. He, he, Henry's way. Um, you know, I, I had the theme of thinking that it's, it's hard to beat a team three times. I don't care, Chadalak. You're here co-hosting with me. You represent the pigskin power. I can't have you wearing a mask, <laughs> wearing a bag. You are going to get the W this week. I believe in you. Give another one of those locker room pep talks. I don't know what you told the squad last week, but pull something else out of your ass and deliver it yet again. Um, from that, I mean, that's our loser's bracket. Look ahead into week one. Like I said, we're not going to touch on centers like me. Not going to touch on the Nate underdogs because that is essentially a bye week. does not matter what happens in that matchup. But what does matter is the next matchup we're looking at is the Dirty Van Super Punters. Versus the Tomcats. And this is what the playoffs are all about, Chadillac. We have a half point spread, 0.4 point Man. spread, 128.5 to 128.1. I like saying it's nut hairs close. Mm. I don't even know if nut hairs are that razor thin. I mean, that is razor, razor thin margins. margins. The Tomcats projected to go ahead and win that by 0.4. Um, th- th- this is what I'll say. So, We've been waiting, or Nick's been waiting patiently, Dirty Man Super Punters, and they've been grinding through it. They've been waiting patiently to get Christian McCaffrey back. Um, he's here still projected at 22.5, but you'll notice that big red D. So comes away with a thigh injury this week. Yeah, and this has to just be a nightmare for Nick. So that's unfortunate. His best guy is not going to play this week, so he's going to roll out there. Ronald Jones against the Vikings, and Naeem Hines against the Raiders. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to pause here, Chadillac. Any, any thoughts about that? Any thoughts of not having C-Mac and what you think Nick and the Dirty Van Super Punters can produce this week? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that, that you know, Nick uh, deserves some love here. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, look at this roster up and down, just very solid. And, um, I mean, Josh Allen has just been – uh, outstanding. Um, gotta love that. And I, honestly, I'm, 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 I'm siding with him, uh, with his squad for this matchup. Uh, I know he doesn't have his best, his, his stud out there, but look at that spread though. It's awfully close. So I just feel like with what he's bringing to the table there, 
that that he can get it done this week. Yeah, it's a uh, it's good analysis, and this is a very interesting matchup. As this is what I'll say: as Josh Allen goes, Dirty Van Super Punters goes. He's rolling up against Knicks, Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Um, I'd be remiss if I did not mention that. Obviously, the Steelers defense has been banged up. They've lost some critical people over the last couple of weeks, so it's probably not what it once was. But because it's still the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they keep Josh Allen enough in check that the Devontae Adams matchup against the Detroit Lions, that the Tyler Lockett matchup against the New York Jets, that does enough. And, yeah, I mean, even admittedly, Kenyon Drake probably against the Giants, that does enough to parlay enough success for the Tomcats that they squeak out a very, very close victory to move on to the next matchup and make it to the semis of the PHFL. Excited to watch this one. I'll be tuning into my screen, seeing what happens. Interested to see Chadillac. If your analysis, my analysis, ends up paying off and who gets the W. I think we can both agree. It's I be like it. Absolutely. Yeah. One of us, uh, one of us will have to face the music and, and say that, you know, we were wrong, which is great. Um. <laughs> Hundred, uh, yeah, un- 110%. Looking forward to that. And we will move into this last and final matchup that we will hire. All right, last matchup, the OBJYN off that heartbreaker of a loss versus Curly's Gone Wild. Uh, last matchup we had, Chadillac, it was razor, razor thin. This one, not so much. So we have a Vegas favorite here of 39 points. So the OBJYN is a 39-point favorite here. Um you see the green check marks. They are all in the advantage and in the favor of the OBJYN. The single mark that Gurley's gone. Yeah, that is tough. The single mark that Gurley's gone wild is getting is DK Metcalf. Um, Looking through this, let's start with Gurley's gone wild squad. So I like his matchup of Ryan Tannehill against Jacksonville. From there, it gets tough, tough sledding. So he has lost Antonio Gibson to turf toe. He doesn't have him to roll in, so what does that leave him sitting at with halfback right now? He has Carlos Hyde plugged in there, running back for Seattle against the Jets. Obviously, waiver wires still have to process tomorrow, so there's a possibility he picks someone up to shore that up a little bit better. But, I mean, that's ultimately what we're looking at right now. We're looking at a squad that also still doesn't have George Kittle, so he's rolling with Jordan Reed. Unfortunately, just a team as studs that are riddled by injury so he, he's really sitting there and he's really hoping for big weeks in my mind out of his wide receiver core so he needs a big week out of dj shark he hasn't been much this year but tennessee's titans defense has been swiss cheese to say the least he needs a big matchup out of dj shark he needs a big matchup out of dk metcalf what can be delivered against the jets and then he needs a big one of christian kirk against the giants i mean i'll pause there and see if there's any thoughts feedback things you want to highlight or point out there, Shadowlack? I'm sympathetic. I mean, uh, you know, we, we've we've all been there at one point or another, just uh, uh, like you said, riddled with injuries, and that's just going to be tough. I just – I don't see a path to victory there. Um, I, I, I love Tannehill, I, um, and, uh, and some of these guys he's got here, uh, but it just – yeah, just to me, just looks like uh, just not going to happen. 
Yeah. On the flip side of this, you go over to the OBJYN, and are they 100% healthy? No. I mean, he, he can sing his story. He's got Odell Beckham. He's got Curtis Samuel. He has Saquon Barkley down on his IR. So far from healthy himself, he's got Will Fuller suspended. Um, that's tough. That's rough. You, you don't like seeing that. But he's got Patrick Mahomes at the helm. He's got Keenan Allen right, against the Atlanta right. Falcons. He's got Allen Robinson, who's been doing awesome. Darren Waller been doing awesome. Aaron Jones against Detroit. I mean, if you're catching a theme, I like the highlights here. I want to tip my hat to him. He's lost halfbacks, but he's had Miles Gaskin and Wayne Gallman. Both those guys have been more than serviceable. People he has scraped up off the waiver wire to patch these halfbacks a lot together. That's typically tough. And not to mention, we had highlighted it in the last matchup. So if Christian McCaffrey doesn't go, he's got Mike Davis in a way here on the bench who could be another guy he plugs in. Um, I don't know if he'll plug him in regardless of if he gets the work there or not, just because Wayne Goldman and Gaskin have done enough. Um, tough, tough. I mean, he's got good matchups really across the board. Going to be tough to predict and foresee a Gurley's Gone Wild victory here. So, I mean, this is what I'll say. And every time I pick against Gurley's Gone Wild, I mean, last time they played, it was only five-point game, 149 to 144 back in week nine. Um, every time I pick against Gurley's Gone Wild, it slaps me in the face. But this is what I'll say. I'll say Gurley's Gone Wild. That's a huge spread, 39.2. He'll cover that spread, but I think you'll be JYN's your outright winner, and I think he moves himself in to the playoffs, into the semifinals. Chad Lack, your pick. Same. And, you know, we thought this might happen, and that time has come. Uh, we do have an uh, another guest here with us. Oh, um, oh boy, who do we got? He's hiding here in the back, but he's uh, definitely starting to make himself known. His name is Mister. Mister. All right, and it looked like it was a tiger cat, maybe, or what kind of cat? Yeah. Well, that's just a cat. <laughs> just <laughs> one of those regular old cats. That's fair enough. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's still just a baby, uh, but he definitely uh, he's, he's he needs the attention. Um, needs some attention. He, needs a little I, catnip to go wild. Right, right. That's the thing. It just goes in phases with these with these critters. Um, but the one thing I like about him right now is that he just kind of snuck in behind the back. You know, I'm sitting at the front of the chair, and he he just laid down right behind my back. So, um, hey, what you? Making himself at home, making himself comfortable, not oh, worried yeah. about you. Yeah, yeah. Well, never is, you know, and you can tell him as many times as you want that you you would prefer he not do something, but just they're just going to go ahead and do it. Anyways, okay. uh, so. Life of a kitten owner, <laughs> Mr. is out of control. Let's see. Train him up, see if you can't get him taken care of. Uh, I mean, that's it. We've made it through. The week 14, first round of the playoffs, Chadillac. So we've made it. We've done it. Um, as tradition here, you know it. We've actually got this recorded prior to the actual Thursday night game going, which is shocking and amazing. That typically does not happen. Uh, but with that said, no one will get this betting advice yet. So very, very low pressure, Chadillac, on the advice you're about to give. Low pressure on any advice we give. No one listens to us anyways. Um, if you look at this, though, we have a New England Patriots first Los Angeles Rams 
game tonight, Thursday night football, with the Patriots going from the East Coast to West Coast trip out to SoFi Stadium, out to L.A., uh, New England at six and six on the season. Los Angeles Rams eight and four. So both very, very much in the playoff mix in their respective conferences. Uh, with that said, we have a home favorite in the LA Rams at minus four and a half. So a four and a half point favorite. And in my eyes, a relatively low over under of 43 and a half. Um, the money, the public, we got 51% going to the Patriots covering that four and a half point dog. And then 53% of the public. So really, I mean, this is a pretty good line both way. 53% of the public going the over on that 43 and a half. I'll pause there, Jadalek. Any thoughts or give me your picks on both those lines and what people should lock in for a parlay to have some fun on Thursday night and have some cash waiting for them Friday morning? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> big, big pressure, like I said. Well, I think the Rams are going to take this one for sure. Uh, I think part of it is is the travel uh, aspect of it. it. You know, you got factor that in a little bit, or you know, the home field advantage. Yeah. Um, uh, the the other thing is too is with New England. I mean, yeah, I mean the offense. Um, yeah, you know, I've got him. I've had him in another league and and whatever, and and I just I just don't buy them. I just don't want you. Cool. You know All right. So four, four and a half. You take, you take the Rams over that four and a half then? Oh, uh, well. You I got mean, Rams outright winners. Do they win by more than four and a half? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Money line, Rams, you know, but so with, so whatever here. So, so if they got to, if they've got to cover the four and a half, I mean, geez, that, I don't know. I, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sure. Yeah. Well, that was cool. right. but please, you know, for our there's a void of com- <laughs> sure. there's a there's some void of confidence. I love it. <laughs> what about that over under forty three and a half, Cadillac? How many points can scored tonight? And that's the other thing too is really, I mean, geez. Uh, <laughs> so we're sitting that that was the one thing I didn't really have a chance to take a look at there, but um, and so. That, yeah, okay, that that number there. Well, what, yep. uh, let's just go under. Let's just go under. Under? Yep. All right. All right. Um, so this one I'm gonna say we match in two areas, and I'm feeling I'm feeling good about this one. This would be we'd be smashing this play here. I'd be locking in this parlay. I'm going the Rams minus four and a half. Patriots at Cam Newton offense traveling East Coast to West Coast on a short week. You guys know I'm a believer of the home team having a big advantage on short weeks. Um, LA comes out, absolutely smashes them because of how big LA wins tonight. They clear that four and a half easy because of how big they win at 43 and a half point over unders, not going to be an issue. They're going to clear the over tonight, Chadillac. And that is TC's certified locked in picks. Parlay that. Make yourself some money. I like that. I like that. Very impressive. I mean, I love the delivery here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see how impressive it is after the game's over and both those come back, slap me in the face. Uh, with that, Chad, like, I mean, we did it. We made it through the gauntlet. You made it through the marathon. You made it through your first ever recording of the Race 3 podcast. We'll definitely have you back. Uh, how'd it feel? How'd it go? What 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 are the takes? What, what, what do you want to give parting words to the rest of the league? It just felt great. I was glad to glad to catch up. Glad it worked out. Uh, 
this time of year. Uh, you know, really, thanks again for having me. Um, hope to do it again, like you said. Uh, best of luck to uh, to those in the playoffs. And also, uh, it's going to be interesting to see who, who's got to wear that paper bag. <laughs> the dreaded paper bag. No one wants to wear that. We'll see, T, Chadillac. It's been great having you. Like you said, I'm glad you made it. I'll echo those sentiments. I, I don't got a dog in the horse or a dog in the horse, a horse in the race this week. Uh, I, I got the buy. So good luck to everyone out there competing this week. Also interested to see who's one step closer to the paper bag, who's one step closer to the first overall pick. I always, maybe even more than the regular season, I love the offseason and dynasty league. So I always watch that with a, uh, with a watchful eye to see who, who's inching closer to adding maybe a perennial stud in the off season. So, I mean, with that, Chad Lack, cheers to you. Cheers to the league. Until we catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Central Trust.